Nedarim Petet. The last thing we were discussing was the Mishnah on the bottom of Pechet Amud Bet and the top of Petet Amud Aleph that an Almanah Gurusha who made a vow, it stands and we're talking about a situation where if a woman said she's going to be a Nezira in 30 days from now even though she got married and her husband annulled it before the vow actually took place too late, it goes by when she said it. And same thing, if she made a vow, her husband annulled it, even though the vow was only going to take place in 30 days from now, and she got divorced in, bet- in between, or she became widowed, still, it goes by when it was said, and it was already annulled. And we also said that if she made a vow and she got divorced, even if he brought her back that day, he cannot annul, because as long as she was on her own, even for one hour, uh, he, at that point he can't annul, because a, hu- because a husband cannot annul vows that happened before the marriage, even though they were engaged. And with that, we're going to start the Gemara on Petet Amud Aleph, six lines in at the end where it says Tanya. And we have a Braita. Almanau Gusha Shemra Hareni Nezira Veniset. A widow or a divorcee who said that when I get married, I'm going to be a Nezira. And then she got married. Rabbi Shema'el Omer Yafer. Rabbi Shema'el says he should annul the vow, or he has the ability to annul the vow. Because Rabbi Shmaila holds it, it goes by when the vow takes place. Rabbi Akiva says it's too late, you cannot annul, because we go by when it was said, not by when it takes place. And Visimana Yalali, and the Siman is Yalali, which is Yafer, then Lo Yafer, then the, the Tanaim who say uh, whatever they said in the first part, they go opposite, then Lo Yafer Yafer. So uh, here's another din, Eshet Ish, Amra Hareni Nezira Lechshet Garesh. An eshet ish, a married woman who said, "When I'm a nezira, when I'll get divorced, I'll be able to be a nezira." She gets divorced. Minit gasha. Rabbi Shmuel Omer lo yafer. Rabbi Shmuel says you can't annul because it goes by when it took place, and right now they're not married. Rabbi Akiva Omer yafer. Rabbi Akiva says it goes by when the vow was made, and you can annul. And Amar Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel explains his words. Harehu Omer, but we say veneda amana o gurusha. The vow of an almana grusha The vow has to take place at the time of being a widow or being divorced. And therefore, if an almana grusha said, I'm going to be an ezira when I get married, that's when the important part is, and he can annul if he wants. And if she said, uh, I'm going to be an ezira after I get, I get divorced, and that's when it takes place. Rabbi Akiva Sabar Harehu Omer still call Asher Asera Al Nafsha, meaning Achiye Isure Neder Bishat Al Minut Vegirushin. The Isur, the, the saying part, the prohibiting herself part, which is the talking, has to be at the time of Al Minut Vegirushin. It has to be at a time where she's free from a husband. And then whatever happens uh, when it takes place, then who cares? At that point, it's already too late. And Amar of Hasda. Matnitin Rabbi Akiva. Our Mishnah that says we go by when it was said, it goes according to Rabbi Akiva. And Amara Baya Filu Tema Rabbi Shmuel. You could even say our Mishnah that is also according to Rabbi Shmuel who holds we go when the neder takes place because there has to be a difference because Matnitin Talyan Lavshabi Omin. Our Mishnah she went by a day. Beraita Talyan Benisuin by by the Beraita. She made it depend on when she gets married. 
Meaning, even Rabbi Ishmael, when he gave his deen, it goes by when it takes place. That's okay in a case where uh, she said it as a time when I get divorced or when I get married. When I, meaning I'm in a different reshut. Okay, so in that case, we go by when it takes place. But in a, in a place where she said it's going to happen in 30 days from now, since at the time where she made the vow, it could actually take place at the same time, and therefore, you have to explain that could be shalmei yomei velonit gasha, shalmu yomei velonit nasba. It could very well be thirty days, and she won't get uh, divorced. She, she could have thirty days, and she won't get married. And since it, at the time of the vow, the time it was said, it could very well be then thirty days from now the vow would stand. Therefore, it's going to stand even according to Rabbi Ishmael. Now, in the end of our Mishnah, we said, Zaklal, this is the rule. If she left her his reshut even for just uh, one hour, at that point, he cannot annul anymore. And we learned the, the same idea in the last Perik, in Perik Na'alam, or Asad Daf'ayin Aleph, over there, we said that, If she didn't leave to her own jurisdiction for one hour, then her father and husband can annul her vows. And the Gma explains, the last one that we mentioned, what's it coming to talk about? It's coming to include a case where she didn't totally leave her father's house yet. Meaning we're talking about a case where she's engaged, it's her wedding day, and now they have to officially, ceremoniously move her from one house to the other. And the father walked with the husband's messenger from his house to the husband's house. Or the messengers of the father and husband walked together with the, with the girl. In the case of an Aram Orasa, still, until she's actually in her husband's house, both her father and husband along the way could annul her vows. Okay. So what about the uh, cloud that we mentioned in our Mishnah? What's that for? So the Gemara explains, it's coming to talk about a case. Same idea, they're passing her over. And Masara of the Shaluhayabal, the father gave his daughter to the messengers of the husband. Or the messengers of the father gave it over to the messengers of the husband. At that point, the husband cannot annul vows that happened before that point. Next, Mishnah. There's three situations where a single woman can make a vow and the vow stands. Number one is yetoma behayav. She's a yetoma while her father's still alive, meaning uh, she's, uh, let's say, nara, and she's been divorced or she's been widowed after she already got married. At that point, even though she's a nara, even though she's younger than uh, 12 and a half, still she can make a vow and her father cannot annul anymore. Number two, well, she's an actual really a Toma where her father passed away. And number three is a Bogeret. Once she passed the age of 12 and a half, she could uh, make any vow she wants and no one's stopping her. Now, the Mishnah is going to be talking about actual uh, Ne'ara. At what point can she make a vow and no one stops her? So, Tesha Ne'arot Nidrehen Kayamin. There's nine Ne'arot that her vows will stand. Number one is the Bogeret Vehir Toma. If she's... Uh, She's a Bogeret, that's when she made the vow, and she's a Yatoma, meaning uh, either she was married before, or and she was divorced, or widowed, or she or her father actually died, or Na'ara, or Bagra Vehitoma, or she vowed when she was a Na'ara, 
and then she became older than 12 and a half and she's already a yatoma when she was a ni'ara meaning her father passed away then there's na'ara shelo bagra vehi yatoma then there's a case where she made a vow as a ni'ara, but she didn't grow up yet, but she's a yatoma while her father's still alive, meaning she was uh, married and divorced, let's say. Or bogeret, or she made a vow when she was older than 12 and a half, and umet avia, and her father died. Na'ara bogeret umet avia. Then she made a vow when she was a ni'ara, then she became older than 12 and a half, and then her father died. Then there's Na'ara Shelo Bagra Umetavia. Then there's the regular Na'ara who made a vow as a Na'ara and then her father died. Now there's three types of Bogerets. Na'ara Shemet Aviha. There's the Na'ara who her father died. Umishemet Avia Bagra. And then after he died, she became over 12 and a half. Then there's Bogeret Vavia Kayam. Then there's the Bogeret. She's 12 and a half and she vowed. That's Bogeret. And then there's Na'ara Bogeret Vavia Kayam. Then there's a, a, a woman who vowed when she was in Ara. She became older than 12 and a half, and then her father's still alive. Rabbi Uda Omer, Even if a person married off his daughter when she's a Ketana, and she was widowed or divorced, and she came back, well, either an Almana or a, or a divorcee, and she's still in Ara, she didn't even get to 12 and a half yet, still, her father does not have any permission to annul her vows. And the Gemara tells us, Amar Yudah, Amar Rav, all this, these nine cases, it's only shalosh na'arot nidrehen kamim, there's only three na'arot that their vows stand, bogeret, over 12 and a half, vitoma, and then there's the regular yetoma, who her father died, vitoma behaya'av, and there's yetoma while her father's still alive, meaning she's been divorced or widowed. And the idea with the, uh, within these three, you have these nine cases that Rabbi Yudah said, but Hachamim only counted three, not nine. Next, Mishnah. A woman told her husband, Konam I'm not going to have any benefit from my father, from your father, if I do anything for you. Meaning, if you, my husband, enjoy anything from me, then I'm not going to enjoy anything from your father or my father. Or she said, I will not benefit from you if I do anything for my father or your father. In both these cases, he could annul. The reason is because it is a type of thing. It's one of those things that embarrass him and therefore he could annul it. And the Ran explains you need both cases in the Mishnah because if it was only the first case, I would have thought only there he could annul because one way or another, it's going to be embarrassing for the husband. Either she doesn't do anything for him and that's not good or she's not going to benefit from his father or her father. So that's embarrassing. So therefore, I would have thought that there's no problem annulling that vow. However, in the second case, it says she's not going to do for her father or father-in-law, and then she won't benefit from it. Okay, if she doesn't do it, then there's no problem in between them. So I would have thought he can't annul. So the Hidush is he could annul. And the Gemara starts, Tanya, you should just know that this Mishnah, it's not just uh, according to everyone, it's not uh, universal. Rather, it is a Mahloket. Because we have a Braita, Tanya, a woman who said, I am not going to have any benefit from your father or my father. 
If I do anything for you, Rabbi Natan Omer Lo Yafer, Vachachamim Omrim Yafer. Rabbi Natan holds you cannot annul because the vow has to be in effect in order for the husband to annul. He can't annul before it happens. Vachachamim Omrim, Hachamim hold, he could annul because there is something in between both of them and therefore he could annul even though it didn't take effect yet. And same idea, Netula Anim in a Yehudim in Mesham Meshatach. I, she's uh, Osir herself, she's going to prohibit herself being with any other Jew if her husband is with her. Rabbi Natan Omer Lo Yafer. Rabbi Natan says he cannot annul because as long as they weren't together, the, the vow didn't take effect yet, and therefore he can't annul yet. He could annul even though the vow didn't go into effect yet. And again, the Ran explains over here that they brought both cases and they brought the Mahloket again because there's a Hidush in each case. In the first case, there's a Hidush according to Hachamim. The second case, there's a Hidush according to Binatan. In the first case, in the vow itself, where she says, I'm not going to enjoy anything from my father or my father-in-law, over there, the vow itself, there's an Ainui Nefesh. And in the condition, if she says, if I do anything for you, there's uh, there's something in between both them, beno bena. And since in the vow and the condition, there's two different things, I would thought even according to hachamim, don't annul. That's why the hidush is that you could annul. And in the sefa, where she says, I'm not going to be with any Jew if I'm with you, I, I would have thought that according to Rabbi Natan, maybe you could annul because there is something in between both of them, both in the vow and and in the condition. So the Hidush should be also Rabbi Natan over here would also agree that uh, you don't annul. And the Gemara tells us a story. There was a man who said that he won't have any benefit from anyone in the world if he gets married before he learns halacha. So what happened? He would run up the ladder and rope, but he was not able to learn. He kept on failing in the studies. Some say he would run with the stick and then his bag. Bottom line is he didn't do well. So... Ata Rava Habaravuna Rava Habaravuna comes Vishabeshev in Nesib Iteta. He misled him, he got him to get married, and he told him you're not gonna you're not going to, to be forbidden to the world. And he got him married to a woman, and now he went against his condition. And right after that, Vesharketine, he smeared him with clay. I meaning he got him dirty. Now he's gonna have to go to the laundromat. He's gonna have he's gonna have to use people, even though he said he won't. And now what happened? He brought him in front of Rav Hasda to do hatarat nedarim. Some explained that he smeared him with 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 clay, so because he was not allowed to wear clothing. That's part of what he prohibited on himself. Either way, he went to Rav Hasda, he annulled the vow, and Amarava man hakim lemeabad keha milta. Who's so smart as to do such thing like this, where he knows that he put uh, that uh, this man put himself in a situation where where he'll never be able to get out of it. 
So he loved the Rav Haba Ravuna, the Gemara about if not for Rav Haba Ravuna, who's a great rabbi? The Kasava, because Rav Haba Ravuna holds the Chiechid if they get Rabbanan, 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 the same way Rabbanan, Rabbanan argue if the husband could annul the vow that didn't come into fruition yet, they also argue if you could go in front of the rabbi and annul a vow, so he got him dirty, so the vow could take effect, and now he could annul it. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.